We are in Genesis chapter 12 tonight, beginning in 11, chapter 11, but then going to 12. Uh, living a life of peace produces blessings. And so if, we're, if we, our person, we as a person, are living a life of peace, rather than our life falling to pieces, then we're going to produce blessings for other people. And you should be able to see that in your life and people that have blessed you through their lives. And uh, very evident this morning from the Farringtons that blessed my life. They were living a life of peace and blessed mine, and in turn, others too. But we begin in Genesis chapter 11, beginning of verse 27. This is the account of Terah. Terah became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Three boys. Terah is, has three boys. And Haran became the father of Lot. While his father Terah was still alive, Haran died in the earth of the Chaldeans in the land of his birth. So one of Terah's sons died, and so his grandson still was there, named Lot. Well, Abram and Nahor both married. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. She was the daughter of Haran, the father of both Milcah and Iscah. And so therefore Milcah, the son of Terah, married his niece, Milka, okay? So just kind of putting all this together. Abram would marry his half-sister Sarai. And uh, as Abram and Sarai had children, they had Isaac, who would marry his first cousin, Rebekah. And out of that marriage, so they would have Jacob and Esau. And Jacob married his first cousins too, Leah and Rachel. And so there's been a lot of evidence. There's been a lot of research. There's been a lot of archaeological digs going on in Arkansas, assuming these people from Arkansas originally. And so they've not not confirmed it yet. They've not verified it yet. But by all this half-sister marriage and cousins and aunt, I mean, and nephew and and niece, I mean, uncle and niece and all that, there's just been a lot of summations that came from Arkansas originally before here. But... (laughs) But it hadn't been proven, so just research going on continually. Well, uh, where were we? Verse 30. (laughs) Now, Sarai was barren. She had no children. Verse 31. Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, son of Haran. Haran had died. And his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram. And together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. And so here we have a man, the father of Abram, Terah, was headed to a certain place by the name of Canaan. And that is exactly when we read in chapter 12, God would call Abram to go to that same place, Canaan, that Terah was on his way to. But it says when he came to the place called Haran, he settled there. Rather than continuing his journey all the way to Canaan, he stopped short of it and settled there in Haran. And it would take Abraham, hearing the call of God, going to Canaan, and Abram, as we're going to see, as you already know, uh, went. And so what happened here, Terah? Why didn't you go on to Canaan? Why did you settle here? Did you like the land better? Did you see that uh, this was a good place to live? And rather than following God all the way to where he wanted you to go, you stopped short of where God wanted you to go? Do you see how that works for our life? Many times we can hear the call of God say, go here. And we get close to here, wherever here is, and we stop short of that sometimes, don't we? We come close to where God wants us to be. We almost get to where God wants to be. 
were pretty near there, to use an Arkansas term, but we fall short of it, don't we? And so did Terah. But Abram would continue, and maybe we do the same thing Terah does sometimes. Well, verse uh, 32, Terah lived 205 years, and he died in Haran. He never went to Canaan, didn't make it there, didn't go there, didn't continue the journey there. He stayed in Haran, settled there. And then we go right in Genesis chapter 12, beginning verse 1. So the Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. Abram, your daddy didn't make it there. Abram, he settled in a place that I didn't want him to settle. And he died there. And so I want you to continue the journey. So in verse 2, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. But before I can do all this, you've got to leave your people. You've got to leave your father's household. You've got to leave the land you're living in now and go to a place I'm going to show you. And as you go there, I'm going to make you into a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great. And those that come around you, you're going to be a blessing to a lot of other people. But you've got to go to where I lead you to go. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Not because of you, Abram. But through you, God's going to use him as a blessing to other people, but it's got to bless him first because it, before he can work through him to bless other people. And that's how it is with us. Before we can be a blessing to other people, that God can work through us to be a blessing to other people, he's got to bless us first. But before he can bless us first, we've got to be obedient to what he wants us to do. We have to hear his call, be obedient to his call, and go and do whatever it is he wants to do, that he can bless us saying, you did. You accomplished what you set out to do. You accomplished what I wanted you to do. Now, I bless you, and you can be a blessing to other people as I work through you. So, Abram left. That's the Lord told him. I mean, what else was he to do but be obedient to God? And Lot went with him, his nephew Lot. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from here. And so, he wasn't a young man. He was on up in age, and God told him to go. And he went, and he took his family with him. Well, he took his wife to rise, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. So unlike his father, who had set out from Canaan, from the Ur of the Chaldeans, but settled in Haran, uh, Abram left where he was and went on to Canaan, and he arrived there. And so we don't see any, anything in verse 5, how long it took. We don't see the journey, the direction they went. And... Uh, and he arrived there. How did he know where to go? had no GPS. He had no compass. He didn't know how to read the stars, the moon, all that. And so how did he know how to get there? Simply through faith. Simply through obedience to following God. And so it is with our journey in life every single day. That's why we say those terms like we walk by faith, not by sight. We learned that from Abram. Abram had, to, Abram had to learn how to walk by faith, not by sight, because he's had a long journey to go to. Over a thousand miles to travel, and however long it took him, it took him that long. But he had to travel by trusting God every single day. God would say, you know, set out this way today. And he'd set out and go that way today. And he'd camp there, and then he'd go as far as he could. Next day, God said, okay, let's go here. And he goes here. And so he keeps traveling, 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 until, as the verse says, and he arrived there. So it is with you and I. We're on a journey, too. A journey of faith. To go from... Wherever we are now, wherever God wants us to be, wherever He's calling us to go, spiritually, emotionally, or physically, and God says, come on, go with me. Come on and follow me. 
come on, I've got a place where I want you to go. And He opens the doors to go to those places that He wants us to go. But we've got to step out in faith and obedience to Him or we will never arrive where He wants us to arrive. And so you may have seen that through your life, the journeys you've taken through your life already, that you've heard the call of God. Come on and follow me. Let's go here. And you said, I'm on my way. I'm right behind you. I'm following you. And then you arrived at that place in your life, wherever that place was. And then God said, okay, now come and follow me over here. And so we followed him on that journey. We arrived, arrived there. And so you've seen that problem in your life. If not, we should have. We should all hear that call of God to come and follow me, wherever that is. Maybe across the road, maybe down the road, maybe to some place of business, maybe some restaurant. I, I don't know, wherever that is for that day, we hear his call. Okay, God, I'll follow you there. And once we get there, wherever there is, we arrive there, then we become a blessing to somebody else because he's blessed us by saying, you've been obedient to me in faith. But we've got to walk out on faith, you see, because otherwise we don't go where he wants us to go because we get settled like Abram's father did. God, I'm just content right here. I'm close to where you wanted me to go. I'm winning the direction you wanted me to go. I know I'm not going all the way where you wanted me to go, but I like it here. I'm settled here. We get comfortable, you see. We can get comfortable physically. We can get comfortable emotionally. We can get com- comfortable spiritually and say, God, this is good enough right here. I'm close. I'm not where I used to be. Remember how I used to do? I'm not there anymore, but we're not where he wants us to be either sometimes. And we just get settled and comfortable like his daddy did. But Abram heard the call of God, was obedient to that call, and went to where God told him to go, and says when he got there, he arrived there. He was, he was there. Well, verse 6 then, Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moriah at Shechem, and at that time the Canaanites were in the land. The land. Uh, another group of people that uh, were already inhabiting the land, they were already in that place. And so the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, to those that come after you, I'll give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. So God had promised uh, that his offspring would see uh, live in this land, stay in this land, be in this land from generation to generation. Well, from there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. And so everywhere he went, as God would lead him, he would stop and he'd build an altar to the Lord and he'd worship God first. God, thank you for leading me here. God, thank you for bringing me here on this journey. God, thank you for letting me arrive where you wanted me to arrive. I'm here now. And that's the way it should be with us too. We should thank God all the time. Lord, thank you for bringing me here. Thank you for leading me in this direction. Thank you for letting me arrive where you called me to arrive. And I'm here now, God. I thank you for leading me here because I stepped on faith. I was obedient to you, and you blessed me as a result of getting where you wanted me to go. This morning, all the way from here back to the arbor, Mrs. Farrington did all the talking. And she was blessed today. She said, I've been blessed more today than I have been in years. By just being here with these people, being here in this church, feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit. And she just went on and on and on about greeting people, meeting people. Your people are so friendly. Your people are so nice. It's a great church. Uh, I was blessed. And she kept saying blessed over and over uh, by being here. And so we let her out of the harbor and, and she was going in and she hugged us and she said, thank you for blessing me and your church blessing me and the Lord blessing me and feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, she went through it all again. 
and uh, went on in. We walked in with her, and she went to eat because we got a little late for lunch. She wanted to know when we picked her up, are we going to be back here by 1130? And I said, yes, ma'am, we'll be back here by 1130. Well, we weren't. <laughs> and so uh, uh, the preacher just went too long this morning, and it just knocked her out a few minutes of lunch. But she said, that's okay. They'll hold, hold a plate for me. And uh, they did, and she went on in and, and began to eat. But she was blessed. In so many ways, she was blessed this morning, and she kept going over and over about that. And so that's the way it was with Abram, and that's the way it is with us. As we're blessed, as God blesses us, He works through us then to bless other people. But He's got to be able to bless us first before we can bless other people. But He can't bless us first unless we step out on faith and become obedient to Him in all things. So, verse nine. Then, then Abram set out and continued toward the Negev. Uh, an area there around Israel. And so that's really where we want to stop the story tonight of, of Abram and just kind of sum it all up and see what Abram was about and what this shows us today, what we can do. First of all, Abram teaches us that faith obeys God. When God says, like you did Abram, leave your people, your nation, your family, and go to a place I'll show you. He said, all right, I don't know where I'm going. I've never been to this place before. I don't know how to get there, but if you want me to go there, you're going to have to show me how to get there, and I'm just going to follow you. I'm going to step out on faith, and off we go, God. And that's the way it is with us. When God calls us to step out on faith, and He wants us to be obedient to Him, we don't know where we're going. We don't know how we're going to get there. We've never been there before, wherever there is. Even if He calls us to go to some store, some restaurant, some place, some person, something we've never encountered before, something we never dealt with before, we don't know what we're getting into, and yet he says, come on with me, I'll show you where to go, and you should be obedient to me, but you've got to step on the faith and do it. Because sometimes we, again, get settled, we get comfortable, and we don't want to do certain things because I've never done that before. You know, that's we've heard that uh, so-called uh, uh, theme of, of a Baptist church all of our life, you know, uh, that a Baptist church will say, well, we've never done it that way before. You know, when they're voting on something or we're going to do this, you're going to do that. And then the church says, we've never done it that way before. Well, God says, we say the same thing to God sometimes too. God, I've never done that before. I've never gone that way before. I've never been here before. You know, what do you want me to do? You want me to step out on faith? You really want me to be obedient to you in this area of my life and just step out there and go, yeah, God says, because I'm going to show you the way every time. And so Abram teaches us that faith obeys God. Well, when Abraham, Abram responded by faith to God's call, he obediently left everything to follow God's plan. He said, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. And so he did. He responded to God's call. And he obediently left, left everything behind. He left his country. He never went back to the country again. He left his people. He never saw his family again from that area. And he left the land. He said, I'll never see this land again. And yet he's going to where God wanted him to go. And so it is with you and I. There's areas of our life that, that God just wants us to leave right here, leave it behind, whatever that is about our life, leave it behind, and we walk away from it, and we never go that way again. We don't see that anymore. Just like I was telling you this morning about things in my life. I didn't go there anymore. It, it was gone. It was in the past. Uh, it didn't happen anymore. I got set free from it. I was released from it. I was in bondage to it. But God set me free, and it was over. It was done. 
and those people, those friends I had and, and people I was acquainted with, just, you know, what's wrong with you? Why is this happening? And it was over. And that's what Jesus does to us. He sets us free from sin. And we don't go back to it. We're not in bondage to it anymore. We've been, the ransom's been paid, our kidnappers been paid off, sin, Satan, and the world, and we're through with it. And we walk away from it. And so many times we hear people talk about, you know, well, well I've got to go through these steps, and I've got to go through these processes, and I've got to get little by little released from that sin and all that. And, you know, I was talking about the thief this morning, just using the word thief in the, the list there and talking about thieves. You know, it's kind of like that group called Thieves Anonymous. You know, where they sit around and talk about, well, what would you rob today? Well, I robbed, I didn't rob a bank, but you know what I went and stole? I went to the grocery store and stole some bread and some milk. Well, let's just pray for you that you won't do that anymore. Well, it's not like this one over here. He went and robbed a bank. You know, and so these thieves anonymous have to get together and just talk about what they've done and how long they've been thief free, steal free, and uh, just say that, you know, well, I hadn't. I hadn't stolen anything the whole week. I hadn't even stolen a loaf of bread like you did. And, you know, so they have to have these meetings and get together and talk about all these things and uh, why they got started in stealing. Well, it's when they were six and they stole their daddy's money out of his wallet and, you know, all those kind of things. And, you know, it just led to this bigger and bigger and deeper and deeper. And y'all have heard about these anonymous things. Okay, maybe not. Huh? That's right. Yeah, I sure do. Yeah, and, uh, I that's why I had to clarify what he just said. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Mm. Abram. <laughs> anyway. Abram responded by faith to God's call. He obediently left everything to follow God's plan. I'm just going to follow you, God. I'm leaving everything behind. Well, results of Abraham's call. Results of his call to leave. What happened as a result of Abram leaving? Everything behind, this country, this people, father's household, go to land, I'll show you, step out on faith, it was obedient to him. Here's some results. God would make him into a great nation. God would do it. Abram became a great nation. Isaac, Esau, I mean Isaac, Jacob, and all the rest, all the lineage, you've read that some here and there, all the way through down to Jesus. We read the descendants of Abram, and it carries us all the way to Jesus. And so his descendants were many, his nation was a great, and God did this, not Abram, but God did. God did the blessing, God did the work, but it took Abram to say, okay God, I'm going to step out on faith and I'm going to be obedient to you, and you're going to do the rest. See, God just calls us to be obedient and leave the results to him. We just step out on faith, we just go where God calls us to go. God, I don't know how I'm going to get there, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to do when it happens. But I'm just going to be obedient to you, and I'm going to leave the results to you. It may be something small, maybe something big. I don't know what it's going to be like, but I'll leave the results to you. So God would make him into a great nation. But God would also bless him. God would get, uh, Abram would get his blessings not from things around him, not from what people did for him, but from God himself. He would be the one blessing him. God would make his name great. Everybody would know about Abram. Word, the, the name of Abram spread rapidly. <clears throat> the, the name of Abram spread around the area, and his name still lives today because God made it great. Well, God's promises for Abram's faith and obedience. So there's some results there that he would leave. God would make him a great nation. He would bless him and make his name great. But what about some promises that would come later? 
God would bless those who blessed Abram. If somebody came along and blessed Abram, then God would bless them. God would bless those who blessed Abram. They're saying, you're giving to Abram, my son, my child, a part of me, therefore I'm going to bless you. And so it is with you and I. When we bless other people, Christian people, God's people, then God blesses us because we've done something for His children. God would curse those who cursed Abram as people would come against Abram. They weren't coming against Abram. They were coming against God. And God said, I'll not have that. I'll not have my child, my children, cursed because in effect they're cursing me. I'll curse them as a result of it. And God would bless families through Abram. Uh, families would come into his descendants. God would bless them because they're blessing Abram. And as a result, they get blessed because Abram would bless them through God. And so, there are promises for us being obedient in faith. There are promises for not just us in our lifetime, but <clears throat> people and descendants come after us. What is the result of our obedience to God? It lasts longer than our lifetime. We can go back in others, other lifetimes. We can think back in people that have blessed us through the years, and they might not even know how much they bless us. They might not even think about, oh, I, I bless you for this and that and the other. They might not even know about it, but they were. And so we remember back, just as people in the future should be able to remember back to us. Remember how they blessed us? Yeah, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Again, Ms. Ferenson, you know, she didn't realize the blessing she was to me in my life and what she did to me in my life and what her, her and her husband did. Uh, just those acts of kindness and generosity and sharing scripture, meeting in their home and coming to having a meal and all those things that went on during all the time. They didn't realize they were blessing me. But now she sat there this morning and said, I just didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that was the kind of effect I was having. And I said, you did. And so we discussed that many times on the way here and on the way home too. And so we don't know. And that's why we have to be a blessing to those around us at all times. Because it affects not only our life, but the life of other people. So living a life of peace brings blessings. <clears throat> brings blessings to us. That's where it starts. God, I'm just going to be obedient to you. I'm going to step out on faith and follow you wherever you want me to go. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how long it takes to get there. But if you want me to go and do this and do that and it takes my faith to do it because I can't do it in my own strength, my own ways because I don't know how to do it. But if you want me to do it, I'm going to go and do it. And as a result of there, it brings blessings to me. It brings me peace in my life. Because when we're at peace with God, we're going to be at peace with other people. But we can't be at peace with God until we're living in obedience to Him, having a faith relationship with Him, and we're one with Him. And then we've got peace. And so it doesn't matter then what goes on around us because of what's going on within us. The Holy Spirit living in us gives us peace to go through whatever it is we're going through. And so living a life of peace brings blessings from God. And then God blesses us, and He blesses others through us. God becomes a blessing to other people working through us as we become a blessing to other people. And that's the beginning point. God has to bless us first. Then He can work through us to bless other people. But if He doesn't bless us first through our faith and obedience... We can't be a blessing to anybody because we're not even getting a blessing ourselves. And so it takes that first act of obedience and faith coming from, up, coming from God to bless us, and then we turn around and bless other people. And so this week, let it start with you, that you become obedient to God in faith, 
You step out on faith, go where he wants you to go, do what he wants you to do, say what he wants you to say, whatever it may be, <clears throat> and let God bless you, give you a peace with him, and then watch how he works through you to be a blessing to other people all around you.